Welcome to Pursuit of Relentless Podcast. You've got Elena Nadig here today, and it's going to be a good one. I wasn't going to record today because um, I'm a little emotional, but I just know that this one is for me, and it's going to be an incredible conversation today. So today I've got Trisha Nelson and she owns a company called Heal Your Hunger. So what that means to me is dealing with your emotional issues through food, which is something that I have struggled with my entire life. So thank you so much for being here today, Trisha. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Elena. It's great to be here and I'm glad we're, we're getting personal. It's always a better show. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh man, I need this so bad. So yeah, tell us your story and how you got started in the path that you're on. Sure. Yeah. I, I was an emotional eater from the get-go. I think food was a big draw for me. So as a kid, I loved to eat. I loved to cook. I loved to go out to restaurants. I could have heart palpitations when my family was headed out to restaurant at night, you know, cause I could eat great food. And so that's how it went. And it wasn't anything I thought twice about. I thought I just liked food, but my sister came home one day and announced that she was an emotional eater. And she was kind of wacky. So I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, <laughs> and, and I didn't think that applied to me, but, you know, it's hard to unhear things. And so <laughs> after she said that, I started to observe my own relationship with food and realized that it's very emotional. And I wasn't the same as my friends, you know, like we'd go out to eat for lunch and they'd order a sandwich and it would come with fries and they'd eat their sandwich and pick up their fries. And I'd look at them like they were weird. I'd be like, how could you leave a French fry on? your plate, you know, because I'd eat my fries and eat like pick up my sandwich. So so I started to realize I'm not the same. Like I would never even a burnt fry I would eat, you know. So so I just thought I was I started to observe I was different. And then I, you know, starting at age, I don't know, I guess adolescence, I started to gain weight. And by age 21, I was 50 pounds overweight. And that was a miserable experience for me. And I was bigger than my friends and I was uncomfortable. I couldn't be as active as I wanted to be. And, you know, I'm not very tall. So I just, I was really unhappy about my weight. And of course, when you're, you know, needing to do something about your weight, you go on a diet. So I went on a diet and then I went on another diet and went on another diet because I could lose weight, but I'd always gain it back. So I'd, right, you know, so I'd gain 30, lose 20, gain 10. I was all over the map. I had like five different sizes of pants in my closet because I never knew what size I'd be. So, I mean, that's just how it went with, with me. And I felt like there was something so wrong with me because it seemed like diets worked for other people. Turns out they usually don't, but I thought they did. And I was such a loser because I couldn't lose weight, you know? So, um, so that's how it went for me. And at some point, um, Elena, I just felt like, God, like I can't spend the rest of my life doing this. Like this is so unhealthy. You know, I'm obsessed with food. It's my food and my weight is all I think about. I'm always trying to cover up my roles, you know? And, and I just felt like a relentless, talk about relentless, like it was a relentless struggle. And thankfully, I met somebody who showed me that I didn't have to diet anymore. Like I could stop dieting and go deeper instead. And so that's what I did is I started dealing with the underlying causes and really facing the emotional eating, that thing I didn't want to be or relate to was 100% me. And so when I started to do that, everything turned around for me. And that was several de decades ago. And I've been able to be in a thin body since. So I started Heal Your Hunger about five years ago um, because 
because I, I knew there was such a need for this and it wasn't part of the weight loss conversation. Like we're always focusing on diets and exercise, diets and exercise, pills, potions, and lotions, and nothing's addressing how we got to be overweight in the first place. So that's what I do with Heal Your Hunger. I do it online, you know, through my podcast, through my courses online, through Zoom, thank God for Zoom, you know, that we can connect all over the world. So that's what happened. That's amazing. It's so crazy to meet people who've been through similar things to you. So I have fluctuated a hundred pounds twice. Wow. And now I'm starting to gain weight again. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what yeah. wrong? You know, yeah. and it's so frustrating because I'm just sitting here dealing with what's happening in my life. And my body is just like angry and I don't really know what's going on with it. But all I want is carbs and more carbs yeah. and more carbs and more carbs. And I just like can't get enough. And I'm like, why is it that I sit here on the couch and I just want to go outside and I just want to exercise and do some yoga. I'm like, man, I need yoga in my life so bad because it makes me feel strong and it makes me feel good about myself instead of when I'm eating or cooking, right? I, I love cooking. I love being in a kitchen. I'm actually a Red Seal pastry chef by trade, which is the reason I <laughs> first 100 pounds. Uh, but then I figured out that in my life journey, every time I found myself and I found how I actually wanted to feel, then it's just checking boxes. Like, okay, did I take care of myself today? Or am I constantly setting myself up for failure? You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. What have you seen with like what natural behaviors people have when it comes to food? Yeah. So, I mean, my experience is that we're all hardwired to have an emotional connection with food, you know, like uh, just the idea of uh, breastfeeding the mother and the child. I mean, it's like, it's, it's how we're wired. So I think everybody has a tendency and can like go overboard now and then, you know, eat too much ice cream, eat too many cookies, whatever, no biggie. Um, but for me, it was a biggie because of this, this yo-yoing that I would do. I gained weight very easily. So like I could look at ice cream and cake and gain weight, you know? And then I was addicted to it where once I started, it was hard to stop, you know? Like, again, my friends would have one cookie or two cookies and I would want the whole package of cookies. You know, I didn't want to stop. And so I had that addictive personality where it was hard to stop. I also, you know, it is progressive. So it, it turned into some really ugly binging. Yeah. So I would, you know, get this, the, I mean, I literally would like look forward to Friday night where I could get my brownies, my ice cream, my chips, because you got us salty with the sweet, right? So, so I get it all together and I'd eat, but then I'd overeat and feel totally stuffed and hate myself and just like pass out on the couch and then cancel plans the next day because my face was so bloated from the sugar, you know? So that's how it went for me, but I was in good company, you know? And the fact is, um, Elena, that 95% of all diets fail, like 95%. It's an abysmal statistic. And yet, if you search Amazon right now for diet books, you'll get 60,000 results, you know? So everybody's looking for the angle, but nobody's going deeper and dealing with the emotional eating. So it is such a tough thing. And, and yet everybody's doing it, you know, and one in three people in our country is overweight or obese. Mm -hmm. So 
So it's not getting better. It's getting worse by the day. And the foods we eat are addictive and the manufacturers make them addictive by putting sugar in everything we eat. You know, and sugar is absolutely an addictive substance, more addictive than cocaine has been proven. So yeah, we're it's an uphill battle. And my experience is if you get off the diet track, if you stop going at it that way, which is addressing the symptom, then there's hope, you know, dealing with the underlying causes and our emotional selves, you know, that's really what we need to do. It's like we have to become acquainted with ourselves and really get to where we crave taking good care of ourselves. Like you talked about, like you're, you're craving the yoga, you know, we have to really clear out the emotions that are so difficult so that we can want to be good to ourselves. So what do you see? Like if it's someone who's, for instance, in my situation, building a business, I'm about five years into my business career as well, but really only three. So I'm still new at this. And I just knew that starting a podcast was something that you can get your voice out and people can learn who you are and build trust and, you know, just get some good advice from adding value to people. And when you do that, it's the most fulfilling thing that you can ever dream of. So how important do you think it is that people enjoy every single day? Like, do you think that people self-sabotage themselves or? Yes. (laughs) So here's the thing. And I think that, I mean, typically as emotional eaters, which I think most women, honestly, you know, have this propensity also more than men because we like to eat and we're super emotional, you know? Um, but I feel like definitely we, we have, here's the deal as emotional eaters for the, I have a quiz on my website. Let me just say, I have a quiz on my website. It will tell somebody where they are on the emotional eating spectrum. So remember I said, I think everybody's kind of an emotional eater. Some take it too far. Like I did. Okay. Okay, so I have a quiz on my website, which is healyourhunger.com. And the quiz will tell you if you're an emotional eater or a food addict or somewhere in between. And if you take that quiz, you're you're in one of four places. And how like what informs where you are in that on that spectrum is how much control you have. Like, can you scale back? Like, oh, my pants are a little tight. I'm gonna course correct. You know, eat no sugar for the next month and jog an extra five miles a week. Okay. Can you just kind of snap your fingers and get back on track? I I could not do that. Okay. So I was on the higher end of the spectrum, which is more food addiction, where I did not have control. I routinely lost control. I meant to have one handful and I ate the whole bag, <laughs> you know, like, like one bowl of ice cream just got me going. And then I had to eat the whole thing, you know, and then I had to have cereal and then I had to, you know, keep going. So, um, so you know where you're on the spectrum based on how much control you have and what your consequences are. Like, are you gaining a hundred pounds? Like, are you like, is it making you miserable? Is it affecting your self-esteem? Yes. Is it affecting your self-confidence, right? And so then you're going to be on the higher end of the spectrum. So that's a good place to start is with that quiz. But my experience is as emotional eaters, you know, there's a lot more involved. Definitely we're used to suffering, you know, so we're kind of in, you know, it's been a struggle for so long for so many people that our consciousness is built for struggle, right? Like we're we're used to struggle. And honestly, we are survivors. So typically, emotional leaders have some trauma in their past. You know, they have alcoholism, they have some kind of abuse, mental, emotional, physical, sexual. Um, they have some trauma, you know, and, and we overcome it, but we also use food to stuff it. You know, I had sexual abuse in my past as a child. I stuffed it down. I got fat. 
you know, like, and the fat helped me feel protected, even though it didn't do anything to protect me, you know, so it actually just, you know, imprisoned me is what it did. So, but, you know, as a kid, you don't have a whole lot of options, you know, you, you reach for whatever works, you know, at the time. So trauma is a thing. And that sort of, again, sets us up to be sort of have a consciousness for struggle. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, there is struggle involved. Obviously, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy to build a business. I, I know. So, so, so there's that. And so we're tough, right? We're tough. We can get through. I will say if somebody is an emotional eater and an entrepreneur, the cards are stacked against us because, you know, being an entrepreneur involves a lot of stress. And if we're emotional eaters, we're going to stress eat. So I know a lot of women entrepreneurs who pack on a lot of pounds when they start their business because they're under stress. They also have a lot of fear because it's like, oh shit, is this going to work for me? Like, am I going to be able to pay my bills? I quit my job. Like, I don't have something to go back to. You know, I'm out here. I have to make it work. And then we overwork. So having the addictive personality of the emotional eater, you know, we tend to be workaholics as well. And I fall in that category too. And it's fun. Like, we love what we do. We're finally doing, we're not building someone else's dreams. We're building our own dreams. So we're like aligned in that way, but we go overboard because we're afraid, because we're stressed. We're working all the time. We're eating, you know? And so people are sitting there at the computers, working Facebook, you know, working whatever LinkedIn, but eating all the way through. And it's, you know, now with the pandemic, when we're alone and at home, working at home online, it's easy to hide out. It's easy to eat and pack on the pounds. So there's a lot working against us. I get it, you know, and so, but all the more reason why we need to have a plan, you know, a plan for addressing emotional eating because food is so easy to indulge in. It's socially acceptable. People laugh it off. They don't think of it as an addiction or as something that will kill you. And yet COVID has shown us, you know, in bright lights, like if you are obese, you know, you are fucked. <laughs> your system is super weakened Yeah, because you're allowing whatever is growing in your body to feed on the sugar. Yeah. It is super unhealthy. Like we can't turn our backs on it. And yet you have to eat food every single day. So understanding moderation, everyone's like, oh, just eat in moderation. Okay. Well, what does that mean? You know? Yeah, no, it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't work. Like it sounds good. It is not good advice if you're an emotional eater because it doesn't work. You know, I, I can't moderate chips. I can't. Once I start eating them, I can't stop. So, you know, chips or candy or sugar, you know, it's, you know, we have, it's kind of a tightrope. You know, it's not like alcohol where you can put the plug in the jug and you just, you know, stay away from it. You have to eat. Like you said, you have to eat. So, so it's like taking the tiger out of the cage, you know, three times a day, trying to pet the nice kitty and then get it back in the cage without getting mauled. Exactly. (laughs) So where should someone start if they're like, okay, I am ready to deal with this frustration and the fact that, yeah, I am stressed out. And like you said, you know exactly how it is. It's a roller coaster and you have to be mentally tough. And that's why I started this podcast is for people that want to become more mentally tough and want to learn about their lives and what they're struggling with. So help. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the deal. So I'm, uh, you know, it's going to be much easier to do with community. So I, I, you know, I have a program that's most of the work I do is in groups. And the reason why is because there's so much benefit people get the women I work with and I work with women only uh, the women I work with get so much benefit from each other. Other because being an emotional eater is kind of, it, it's it's an isolating experience because you know I never binged in public like I was a good girl in public like 
like I would eat the right amount with other people. But in secret, right at night, late at night watching TV, I would go to town. And so then I had all this isolation and shame about my my private binges. And so there's so much isolation. Plus, we are so mean to ourselves and think we're the only ones who do the things we do around food. Mm -hmm. And so the group connection is so important. And that's why I love Zoom, because I have women from all over the world who have, you know, problems stopping eating, you know, and they're in connection on Zoom, on Facebook and private Facebook group, you know, and, and it's like the sharing and the love, the connection, and also the, the shared experience of going through my process, which I have a very specific, you know, I find moderation to be such an, I call it the M word, you know, right. it's such an annoying, annoying thing. There's other annoying things, which on paper sound great. Moderation sounds great. Mindfulness sounds great. You know, intuitive eating sounds great. Like these are all concepts that sound good, but if you're like me, they don't work, you know, and they're too nebulous. Like I would intuit I should eat all the time. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's time for another cookie, <laughs> you know? So, so it didn't work for me. So I needed a step-by-step process to really address and heal the emotional eating because if it was just up to me. I'd go overboard all the time. So that's what I provide for people. And it's all based on what I personally did to lose my weight and keep it off. And so it works really well, but I do it in community so that the women can cheer each other on, hear each other, come out of isolation, which in and of itself is so healing, you know, like when you're together with your people, the people really get each other, you know, because because people who don't have this problem, they can't understand. Like they're like, well, just eat less and exercise more. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm not stupid. <laughs> like I know, I know that plan. It just doesn't work for me. And so when we're together doing it in community, it makes a huge difference. And for entrepreneurs, especially, I think that's really important because we can tend to be isolated in our business life as well. Um, so that's a big thing. And so of course, that's what I offer people. But if somebody wants to check out my work, I have a book um, called Heal Your Hunger, Seven Simple Steps to End Emotional Eating Now. I have my podcast, which is the Heal Your Hunger Show. Heal is H-E-A-L, Heal Your Hunger Show. Um, I have a group on Facebook called The Secret Sauce to End Emotional Eating. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, Trisha Nelson underscore underscore at the end of the N and Nelson last N. So um, these are different ways that you connect with me. Um, The book is also on Audible. So people can listen to it. If people tend to be listeners, I recorded that last year during the pandemic. So these are a way for people to... The nice thing about my work is that it's so different from the the beaten trap, you know, the beaten path. You know, it's like, it's really different. And that's what I hear from women is like, oh my God, like finally there's a different way because we keep beating our head against the wall with the diet and exercise plan. Like, it's like, we can't do it, you know? And as I said, 95% of all diets fail. So we'd better find a different plan. Like it's not not going to work for us. And the reason why, Elaine, is because it deals with the symptom, but not the real problem. You know, I love Jocko Willink's book, Discipline Equals Freedom, because he has one article in there. So it's like a daily read is like one page each type thing. And he has one that's called Sugar Coated Lies. And it talks about how our food is lying to us. It's saying, I want, I want these Halloween candies. 
I sure do. But no, I don't because I hate <laughs> the fact that I pulled my back the other day because I'm weak right now because I ate the candy, right? Mm. So what can I do today, you know, to get back on track to go, okay, nope, I'm going into nature. I'm going to take my dog. It's beautiful outside, like super, <laughs> super sunny. And we're going to go in the trails and I'm going to drink a ton of water and I'm going to take care of myself today. And that's the decision that I think people need to make for themselves is just go, okay, today is the only one that matters because tomorrow is never promised. So what you do today is so important. And the fact that they're listening with us is amazing. And I hope that you take action and I hope that you actually do something about it. And if you want to talk about it, get a hold of Trisha, get a hold of me. Like we'll put you in touch with the right people. It's all a process. It's a journey of personal development and how much you're taking in and like what you do to learn and grow. Yeah, it's it needs to be done. And since I I started reading books and listening to podcasts and stuff like that. It's been uh, better than I could have ever explained. Yeah. And that's the thing about having a business, Elena, is it's not about the business. No, it's about the freedom. <laughs> yeah. To have a life. Well, and it's also about the personal development, right? Yes. Like there's nothing that will teach you more than going out there on a limb, trying to, you know, make a living from your passion. And it's really not about the food either. Like food is what gets our attention, yeah. you know? So it's like, I don't like how I feel in my body. I'm going to do something about it. But in order to really heal in my experience, it is that, that path of personal development and learning about ourselves and learning to love ourselves, you know, which is not an easy feat, but it really isn't about the food. It's about what's got going on underneath. And so in our quest to have a body we feel good about, you know, which can be whatever you decide, there is no outward, you know, determinant of what we should weigh. Mm -hmm. It's our own journey. We get to say, you know, how we want to feel, but definitely it's who we become in the process of getting healthier. And that to me is where the gold is. When you feel that energy and that excitement and that drive, when you're at your best, there is no no thing like it. It's yeah. It's that confidence in yourself that you're like, man, I did this. Ugh, how do I get back to that? You know what I mean? And it's yeah. It's just chasing better every day, and that's why this podcast is called Pursuit of Relentless because yeah, I love it. It's a never-ending process, and people can relate to each other because they're all growing businesses too. And for the ones who aren't, they're in a business and they want to see growth. And I think if you just sell out to okay, just do some personal development, like. Do something every day to grow yourself in a way that's kind of uncomfortable. No doubt. So, that's great. Well, that's our time for today. And I cannot wait to do your program. I am so excited to go through that. I'm a big, big reader. So I think that um, having your book will be a huge advantage. And I hope my listeners reach out as well if they're struggling with the same stuff. Thanks for so much for having me. It's a great show. And you're a great host and, and wishing you all the best. Thanks. And uh, we will be in touch soon for sure. I'm like, yes, this is so good. All right. Thanks, loyal listeners. You guys have been amazing. Please make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Reach out to Trisha for all of your struggles if you need help with it. And feel free to reach out to me as well. Pursuit of Relentless at gmail.com. And I will put all of Trisha's stuff in the show notes for you. That's it for today. Signing out.